Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting as usual from the Metro Atlanta area, and it is sunny and jazzy. Hello, hello. We are just excited to be here this evening to feature this awesome show. I sound like I've been having some pills or something tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to pull that together. Well, it was just great to just hear the introduction of the music coming on this evening and going right into play. So. That was- it was great. It was upbeat. I like it. Okay. How about you? Audience, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize <laughs> for my producer and co-host for the evening. Oh, my God. Oh, evening is awesome. Salt and vinegar, kettle No, we're not doing that on air. Do not do that on air. Oh, God, I'm so censored. Okay, so mute that crunch out if you need to crunch. Guys, you see how much fun we have on loudmouthradio.com. This is actually very stressful. I don't understand. Let me tell you, as you guys know, we have been doing summer editions of remote location productions and interviews and concerts. We are, I think, honestly, we have done so much over the summer. And now we're getting ready to go on to fall. We're getting ready to come back on air in just a few tiny weeks of our regular broadcasting shows, but until then, we get to do what we're doing. Now, over the weekend, we have covered, as you have seen on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Pin, what is that, Pin Interest? We've been everywhere. We've been on stuff. Yeah, along with so many of you that have done the same, talking about this Phenomenal, incredible, amazing. How many more Does things it sound can I like say? it was good or what, people? Oh, <laughs> the kink in my hair, four time award winning of the NAACP Award stage play written by Gosh, Trey Anthony. Since this play hit, I yeah, just want y'all to know. It's been a great play. I got to admit, it was a great I'm so play. I'm about the kink in my hair. I'm pumped. Well, I'm about the kinks That's in my own bald head. Because no I'm kinks. bald, I got kinks, <laughs> knots, and as my mother used to say, and BB shots, and loving every single one of them. But the play, oh, can we just say incredible? If I could just watch this play every single day, like they do in Canada now, they have a series. I'm so jealous. I'm so it jealous cool. that it they have. Cool series of the kink in my hair in Canada. So we've been covering the play the whole weekend, a week up leading up to the play, 
um, we started talking about it, and then we went right into several days of coverage. And so tonight, we wanted to bring you the reviews and conversations that we got, not only from cast members, because we brought you Trey Anthony, we brought you Angie Stone, Terry J. Vaughn, we brought you Melanie Fiona, but now we're going to bring you cast members that didn't get the title play, although equally as brilliant as some of those other names. And even Trey Anthony, Angie Stone, all of them said, this play could not have been this play without each person. Isn't that awesome? I thought that was incredible. So we wanted to bring you the reviews from audience goers. Oh, my God, you, I can't wait till we play those because, you know, it's one thing for media to come and say, this was great, you got to go see it. First of all, y'all thinking we're getting this great big royalty check <laughs> from telling about the play. What we get as media personalities is the opportunity to, to bring you our favorites you're our favorites because you listen to the show. You make the show the show. So we get the opportunity to say we get to go into these places and bring you back the information, tell you the stories, the experiences, the entertainment, so that we can do what, Sonny? What is our motto? And she's not here. Empower, inspire, entertain. Great. <laughs> see what chips will do to you, see what they will do. But, yeah, we want to empower you, we want to inspire you, and we want to entertain you. And that play, The Kink in My Hair, did all of that. It did all of that. So our hope is that bringing you this information will then spark you to talk to your very wealthy billionaire that will call Trey Anthony and say, hey, I cannot get enough people calling me in the middle of the night saying, I need you to fund this place so that it can go on tour for all women and men, as you will hear in our interviews, as they were impacted by this place. We need to have a billionaire back this place so that, you know, we, loudmouthradio.com, can follow them all around and get the information right to you as it comes fresh off the press. Look at this. Quiet, don't we have so to take a I moment of say, You know, um, we would like to say that I am so happy to have you guys listening. And this special edition of the Kinky My Hair stage play, we're going to review and do the conversation, as Jazzy said. I'm just here as a opportunist of conversation of this actual broadcast tonight. <laughs> um, no, seriously, uh, we are we're really excited. We had a great time doing coverage of this event. And um, tonight, like Jazzy said, we're going to have some of the members of the cast. We will play some exciting interviews that we were uh, graciously given to cover. And this actual play, um, we're just going to, you know, keep our fingers crossed to see that it can get more play in some additional areas as well as in the metro Atlanta area. The Cobb Energy Center was a great venue. Um, we participated in the opening night festivities. And, uh, you know, everyone that we come across, um, we were gracious enough to be able to do our outreach and give some tickets to the Zervin ladies that went on Sunday. So hopefully we'll have some call-ins with them as well, speaking on how they felt the show impacted their lives. And we'll have, um, I know our, I believe our guest is in queue. 
So we're going to bring her in in just a second. I want to just make sure that we recognize um, all our listeners. If you're online listening to us on uh, Facebook, through Twitter, or if you've seen the link drop into your email tonight, you can contact our studio line at 347-826-7520. Call in, and if you, you can actually slow. speak with you us. say that slow, fast talking You can Chicago. go ahead and tell them. Tell them again, honey. 347 826 Seven five two zero. You see what happens when we get, you know, fast talking Chicago on the line. Absolutely. So we <laughs> want to make sure we're going to go ahead and bring in our guest this evening that's on the line with us. But if you guys are able to, make sure you tweet us at Loudmouth and make sure you go to loudmouthradio.com where we've actually have been posting different pictures on our blog, uh, which is incorporated into our site. So you can actually see all that good stuff on there. And uh, tonight we have on the line with us Miss Henry. I'm here. Hi, Terry. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Loud Mouth Radio. Now, we oh, have on the line Miss Terry Henry. Thank you. One of our actresses that participated in the play, Miss Terry Henry, is on the line with us this evening. How are you there? I am wonderful, thanks. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Do you not hear this crazy person on the phone? She is a hoot tonight. <laughs> He's wonderful. <laughs> hey, I tell you, it's it's one of those things like normally Tuesday night Jazzy's running with the Bad Truth, normally Wednesday nights is in the studio, but we've been running our summer editions and uh Jazzy's been so excited about this play and we've been talking about it. You know, we wanted to if we could have did every day we would have, but oh my um, goodness. you know, the people that have seen the uh the actual play and heard about it has had nothing but positive reviews and um for those who did take and see the play, Terry Henry played Patsy. I think that was your most yes. dominant role. Is that right, Terry? Yes, that is correct. That was the main role that I played, as well as some other cameo roles as well in the play. Oh, oh my God! Awesome. And and for those that didn't see this play, you know, I, I told you, and she, uh, Sunny has been saying, "Okay, Jazzy, you have been on a high." about this play, and I really haven't. I think we spoke prior to you coming on the show a few days ago, and I said, I feel so, like, lost. I don't have any more to kink in my head. <laughs> I know. That's exactly how I feel. The other ladies in the play and I have been in communication almost daily now since we oh, closed yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we've been Facebooking and emailing, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, what do we do this week? Because we've been in rehearsals for so long, and then we had to play, and um, we were together for about four weeks every day, okay. about six days a week for seven hours a day. Wow. And then we How much time did you guys yeah. spend? And so this is like the first week as of Monday that we've not had any kink in our hair. And I'm trying to remember, what did I do with my days before rehearsal? Before. I can't remember. <laughs> I know. That's the thing that I, you know, we we were so, so blessed is this, this you know, it's no better word for it because what we do is, like I said at the beginning of the show, people think a lot of times that we're getting these, you know, really large checks to come and do coverage. And the main thing that we're doing is, you know, allowing our favorite listeners, which is everybody who tunes in um, and archives our shows, 
we are bringing them to information that a lot of times they either don't know about or they're not privy to go to. And when we happen to, you know, to attach or to find something that was as phenomenal as this play is, and I really begin to tell everybody, I said, for me, um, and it's so funny, Sonny and I will go to movies, you know, because we're both coming from theater or film in our long list of beautiful things that we do. But we will go and we'll be like, eh, that was great, but they could have done this. Or, you know, they should have said, or, you know, maybe that line was a little off or whatever. And for us to come to a play and just sit and just completely get lost in each character and be moved and impacted, and then you'll hear, because, see, sometimes you guys hear people walking up saying this was was good, but what's so good about Radeon, especially our online format, you get to go back and mash the button and say replay, replay, replay. So you'll get a chance to hear what men and women thought about this play. Amazing. So tell us, you know, your experience from the call, from the email, from the I want you to be in it. Tell us how it started, progressed. Well, we already know that it's ended with you guys saying, hey, we're missing each other. So tell us your beginning and let's go backwards. Well, the beginning for me started while I was still in rehearsals for the musical Crowns at the Southwest Art Center. And um, I was so honored to be able to share the stage with Pauletta Washington, Denzel Washington's mm-hmm. wife. Yes, amazing actress. Darling, I'm so glad that I got to start in that play with her because Denzel came to a tech rehearsal, honey. And I not only got to meet him, but I took a picture with him and was Uh jockeying for position right next to him. And he is, you know, I I learned about his pattern and technique for acting years ago and how he studies and he actually does research on the part. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I said, Mm -hmm. I want to be a great actress or actor like he is. And so Mm -hmm. I started doing the same thing. So going back, I was in rehearsal for Crowns, and the uh-huh. director for Crowns actually said to me, her name is Jade Lambert-Smith, and she said, um, there's an audition for the kink in my hair, and if you're interested, you should go. And I said, what is the kink in my hair? What in the world is that? <laughs> and so I went online and Googled and found out all the backstory information, and I said, you know, this could be something really, really interesting. So I missed the first audition because my daughter was sick. Uh-huh. And when I missed it, I was going to talk oh about God. her in just a little while, but continue. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I ended up going, my first audition was the second round of callbacks they were having for everyone. And I left rehearsal, went to audition for it, left immediately from there to jump on the plane at the airport to go and teach an acting workshop in Toronto, Canada, which ironically is where Trey Anthony is from, and I didn't know that. Right. And so on the plane ride, the director, Andrea Fry, had Mm -hmm. such a commanding and majestic presence. I said, you know... I don't know anything about this play. I don't even know that woman's name. 
But... She was fabulous, though. We met her at the after party. She <laughs> was fabulous. God. I mm-hmm. really did. I wrote down in the book because I believe in vision boards and writing things yes. down. Yes. I wrote in my exactly. journal on the plane. I said, God, please let me get called back for the kink in my hair because I've got to mm-hmm. work with that woman. I still didn't even know her name. Wow. Because I had just That's been great. in Atlanta at that point for um, 11 months or so. I just moved here from Charlotte, North Carolina, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the following week, I went back to rehearsal at Crowns and got a call saying, you've been cast in the kink in my hair. And I was just like, oh, oh thank God. you, God. <laughs> and I knew from the very beginning, from the first day of rehearsal, that there was something magical about this production. The energies clicked. Trey Anthony has the Mm. most genuine heart, and she's such a visionary. And she was so sincere, and I could tell that this was coming from a real place Mm -hmm. in her soul. Mm -hmm. And for one woman to work on one project for 13 years by itself and of its own merit speaks volumes as it is. Right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I kept saying, I said, you know, there is something fantastic that is going to happen in this three-day run. I've never done a show for just three days. And I, once we got into rehearsals, I said, ooh, this is going to hurt after this show is over. I feel it. I'm going to really miss doing this. <laughs> and I was yeah, longing for the play way. before mm-hmm. we even opened. And I was privileged to be taken to the Trumpet Awards earlier this year at the Cobb Energy Center. Yes. And um, I went for my birthday. A friend of mine took me, and he leaned over and said, one day you're going to be singing on that stage. And wow. I said, from mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. lips to God's ears. And lo and behold, you know, eight months later, I'm singing on stage and doing the kink in my hair. And I just, um, you know, it's I'm booked for other projects through the end of the year. But no offense to anybody else, but if we get to go back on tour for the kink in my hair, I will drop every project (laughs) in a heartbeat. (laughs) Nobody heard you say that. Not even the 4 million car dashes and the 20 million plus iPhone people that we have on Stitcher Radio. Nobody heard you say that, and we're not going to repeat it. Just so you know. That's right. Thank you very much. But I have replacements just in case. But I'm saying that to say that is so special. This project is for me. And closing day on Sunday, you know, was very emotional for me because that play in so many aspects filled so many holes in my personal life. Yeah. And watered yeah. so many dry, cracked places in my spirit as well. You, you know, it's so empowering. And we're on radio. Oh. I don't need to cry, Terry. And <laughs> I do have tissue. And I have it's a tea right, right here beside me. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I told so many people, I said, you know, I've done a lot of plays, but this is not a play. This is an experience. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a movement. And, um, you know, I've just grown to love the ladies in the play. And here's the other thing. This is what's remarkable. Can I be real for a minute? Yes. 
talk oh, real. Yeah, please. That's how please. we like it. And this is online radio. You can say it how you really feel because there's no filters. Continue. Fantastic. I'm going to say it. <laughs> to have 11 women in a cast mm-hmm. from age 20 to mid-60s, beautiful women, all different backgrounds and experiences and personalities. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. also have all staff leadership being women and right. customers and makeup and hair artists women and producers women and no cattiness, mm-hmm. no mess, mm-hmm. no arguments, no backstabbing, no two-facedness, nothing but wow. support, love, respect, love, admonishment, encouragement to have that for Four weeks every day for hours at a time wow. is absolutely unbelievable. It really, yes, really it is. is. You know, I yes, love women and I love being a woman. You know, I love my sisters mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. color. But sometimes we are not the easiest to get along with. You know, wow. we have different perspectives and um, uh, competition and Oh, and none of that reared its ugly head in this production. And that's why I said this was really something magical and majestic and awesome and powerful. You know, Trey did such a great yeah. job in following her gut instinct on who to cast because it went beyond talent. It had everything to do with the heart and the spirit mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. women who were cast. Yeah. I agree with that. And I know when we did the press conference and um, she and Angie Stone, um, Melanie, of course, Fiona, and Tara Devon, when they were speaking, they were talking about how, you know, they were reading for a couple of different parts in the play. And when they got to the actual reading, mm, nope, that's not going to work for you. You're more this person or you're more that person. And one thing that Trey said was, that the part was not made for a specific person, but the part right. always finds the person it needs to portray it. Okay. And I thought, wow, how phenomenal is that? Because what happens is, is like you said, it is no longer just I'm a great actor or an actress. I get to go and I, you know, I read, I'm strong, I've studied the, the role. It then becomes the experience behind the role. And yes. I think that's what was felt for me sitting in that audience when we're supposed to be watching people's expressions so that we can talk about it on air. We got lost because wow. it was so moving and we identified as mothers, we identified as working women or sisters or, you know, just the women in the shop and and the hurriedness and the fun and the play and all of the things that women experience, but not only women, but people in general. But looking at it through the eyes of a woman, we were able to be moved and transfixed for a moment in time. It was, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, I, I wish at this particular moment I was a gazillionaire, but this is what one of the reasons why we really wanted to do a review and conversation is because we want this not to die. We don't yes. want it to be, yes, I went to a good play on, on this past weekend, 
but more so to continue the conversation so that people will remember to say to their Brazilian friends, you have absolutely nothing else to do with your money, and so yes. let's just go ahead and impact the lives of millions of people. That's right. That's right. That's right, men and women. Because as I was sharing with you, there were so many men uh, mm-hmm. at the reading as well for the National Black Arts Festival and who um, I met with backstage after each production who said, wow, this is so enlightening, you know, as far as having more clarity on the workings of women. And now we understand you better and, you know, understand your heart and it's it's you're much deeper than what I'd even imagine, you know, because sometimes men just don't consider all the things that women right. deal with because we right. wear it so well. Mhm, mhm. We master. You know? Oh yes, yeah. Beautiful. We master mm-hmm. beautifully. Yeah. And so, uh, and for it to be entertaining, you know, it's not just a message. But Lord, you know, we had such a good time laughing at ourselves and each other. You know, within the context of each role, we had just the best time with the music and with the dancing, and you know, mm-hmm. the choreographers were from New York and the best music director in the world here, Renee Clark, and, you know, our director, Andrea Fry, and um, uh, America playing those drums. I mean, we, it it was just a stellar group. And let me tell you, when I saw America, I have been um, in close proximity with her for years and hadn't seen her in a long, long time because they used to dance with a group called, well, I still do when I get out, called Afri Salsa, but one of the leaders and founders of that group was an African dancer, and she used to dance to the drummers. And when I say, when I saw her, it was another one of those ching-ching, yes, here's another reason why, because they have just connected to the greatest people in the world. So, oh, my God, just what more can we say than amazing? Guys, I wanna I wanna do something real quick. I'm gonna interrupt. I've been listening to this this whole sector and I wanna to interject and play um some of the interviews, some of the reviews of some of the audience. Um we were able to uh, kinda of connect with some people in the audience and wanted to ask you know, ask them from an intermission perspective what they thought and then we also had someone um that, that spoke after fact. But I wanna go ahead and kinda of play um one part of the interview from the intermission perspective of of which gave a perspective from a group of women as well as a male. So I think that this is okay. a great time to kind of play that, okay? Fantastic, yes. Radio.com, and we're here at the stage opening play, the, the opening night of the stage play, the kick in my head, Trey Anthony, and we're just on uh, part one with intermission, and we had some beautiful people sitting behind us. Okay, we might be having some technical difficulties. Hold on a second. Hang on, we want to make sure that we're getting this to you and not have it muffled. Hang on one second. We're going we're gonna to stop that for a second and come back okay. in and bring that in just a minute. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell us about more of this play while we're getting that, that together because we definitely want, to, want you guys to hear those comments because they were amazing. So tell well, us about... Hang, hang on one second. 
give me one second. So tell us about, you said the choreographer, which I was so interested in as I was watching the show. Who were, and I think I've actually befriended one of them out of New York, but I was like, oh, my God, who put the dances together? And how hard or easy, because I know sometimes that's not always everybody's forte, how easy or difficult was that? Uh, uh, Maite Natalio, if I'm saying her last name correctly, came in and uh, for two weekends she flew in from New York and taught us the choreography. And then last week, Roger C. Jeffrey came in from New York as well and tightened everything up and cleaned everything up and made sure that we were absolutely precise. And you know, Trey has done this play before, so some of the choreography they actually took from uh, past productions and then other choreography they changed based to fit our bodies and our characters and our personalities wow. in the production so that everything looked good on us, you know, uh, right. just a group of women. And um, they were just so supportive. And they also have been with Trey for quite some time, from the very beginning, oh as a matter goodness. of fact. And, you know, because there are so many people who are in her corner who believe in this and they right. see right. the magnificence in it and how big it can get. And I was thinking for the listeners, there's so many people who are like, well, what is the play about? Um, <laughs> my role was that of Patsy. Oh. And I played the role of a mother who loved her son. She was married. She was a church-going woman. And her 17-year-old son went to a school dance and got shot and died mm-hmm. right on school parking lot. And there were 200 kids at the dance. No one saw any witnesses. No one knew anything. Mm-hmm. And very, you know, of course, angry about that entire experience and uh, was dealing with some, uh, I guess, anger at herself for not telling him that right. I love you before he left. Right. And, and that guilt that she, that a mother could guilt. feel. Yes, yeah. you know, and yeah. the last thing she said was be home by 12, and that kind of messed her home, you know, messed her head up a little bit, be home by 12 o'clock. And... As she's dealing with the loss of her son, she finds out that she's not only pregnant again, but pregnant again with another son. Mm. And And she's concerned about in in this conversation because I'm remembering how well you acted this part. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, I'll tell you, I like to say that, you know, I like to say that I'm a good actress. Yes, I really do. I, I, I know that I put everything yes, in it. But you know what I did? I um, while I was in while I was in showtime in performance mm-hmm. mode with clowns, I told a couple of people that I knew here in Atlanta that it would be kind of raw, but I needed to find somebody who had lost a teenage son mm-hmm. in, in a shoot so that I could kind of glean from that woman what the pain was and get it in my bones. That's not my experience, but I wanted to come from a real and organic place. 
and I just used my actor ability. I really wanted to feel that thing in my body mm-hmm. and in my mind mm-hmm. and have a visual. And uh, a friend of mine put me in contact with a woman named Brenda Muhammad, who 10 years ago lost her 16-year-old son because of his starter jacket. Mm. Back of his head, and she said he held on, and by the time she got to him, uh, there was blood, of course, on the concrete, and he had one tear mm-hmm. coming down his eye. And so oh. she graciously opened up that wound and spent an hour with me on the telephone mm-hmm. as I was writing down everything that she said, everything. I just let her flow. And I absorbed all of that into my psyche. Right. Right. So that every time I did those lines, I was coming from her perspective and seeing her baby as I was talking about my character's child. Right. And that's why, you know, it was so... And she came to the play on Sunday. And, you know, she said... Oh, my God. She brought her two grandsons, and she said that she could hardly stand it. She said, I almost got up and left she said, the only reason why I didn't is because I knew you said there was more to the play than just, that part. you know, the, the, the parent. Yeah, talking about the loss yeah. of the son. My monologue is the first of, like, nine different monologues of nine yeah. different women's experiences. And she said, Terry, it was so real. She said, I could barely stand it. Oh, my God. Now, you know what? In a morbid well, kind of excellent way. Does that not say to you how well you became from the caterpillar to the butterfly of that experience? Wow. Completely metamorphosed into that person, into that space, into that experience, so much so that the mother that you you gleaned from was not even able hardly to... I mean, that, if nothing ever happens in your life, mm. to mm. say that you made me feel as if I was actually reliving it. It's yes. like the best of, of the worst of the best, the best of the worst. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know when and you so told us about that, I was just like, whoa, hey, that's serious. And, you know, it was so uncomfortable for me, and I really had to, I think I apologized. I started apologizing before I even told her. I mean, she, of course, knew why I was calling, and I wanted her to know that I was just coming from a place where I wanted to be very honest as an actress, and I wasn't trying to peer or pry or be invasive about such a sensitive and delicate conversation and I wasn't trying to capitalize on her pain but I really right. wanted to be true to all the mothers every right. mother, seen or unseen those who have been in the media, those who have not, I wanted to be real to everyone mm-hmm. who has experienced that I wanted them to feel my sincerity and not just my acting ability, you know So right. yeah. I'm just so yeah. thankful oh my for being that open for me and just to just to plug her just a little bit more, she has a foundation, doesn't she? Or um, she does for mothers who've lost their sons, and it's called Victims Assistance. 
And she uh, is here in Atlanta, Victims Assistance, and her name is Brenda Muhammad. Okay, because we definitely want to give homage to, you know, that. I I think it's equally as important as talking about the role itself is to say, you know, if I'm going to portray this, this is how we can now get involved. Because I I really want to say that Trey's, uh, messages for each character was so that we will not go around blind. I think yeah. it's important for us to know if something is happening, especially for me, and I think, you know, and I've repeated this, um, when Trey said, you know, these are my heart desires for the play, this is what I want to do, and this is how I want the play to, you know, affect people, I think it's important for us to make sure as in each character to tap into somebody we know or that we may reach out and find out about somebody who may be experiencing this. Because each one of those characters, we either know somebody or we know of somebody. That's um, right. And that we can help, that we can move, that we can inspire to be better. And we can be our best because we've reached out. So I'm so proud of your part. I'm so proud. I'm just, you know, like I said to you and I'll tell the world, I just feel like we've known each other forever. I know, me too. Wonderful. Genuine fit when we were able to interview you, and we interviewed so many people, but it was such a joy to be able to talk to you one-on-one, get real, and not only talk about just the play, but just about real things. So this was definitely one of them that we wanted to to tap into and, and find out how you did that part. And for me, the dancing was equally as important. And I know Sunny said, Man, I feel like I just left the Alvin Ailey performance. It was so amazing. <laughs> it was very engaging. Very engaging. Uh, yeah, it was great. Oh it was great. So well, I don't know. We're so ready so now to see if our, if our technical difficulties are fixed. Because we yeah, just, we want to tell the, you know our listeners, if you're online listening and like to t- uh, dial in and, and, and talk with us live, dial in at 347-826-7520. And uh, just press the one key, and we'll bring you in and allow you to speak with us. Um, and also the actress, Miss Terry Henry, on the line with us, the beautiful Miss Terry Henry. Um, and we're going to start this again, guys. Yes, absolutely, because this just wanted to make sure we were queuing everything up here to where it could be heard for everyone. So y'all know how so, we do. If we have a technical yeah. difficulty, we'll tell you and just keep it moving. That's right. <laughs>
Maria Walker, and I live in Stone Mountain, and these are my sister-in-laws, and I'm so glad that you shared this evening and this experience with them. And I heard about the play on the radio and invited them to come, and I've been to a lot of different venues, a lot of different plays. This is top already. I mean, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. Hi. I see you back here. Would you like to share with us on Loudmouth Radio about your take? Tell us your name and where you're from. My name is Shannon. I just moved here from California, so I'm here in Atlanta. It's been here a little over nine months. I have laughed. I have cried. I laughed more than cried a little bit more. And I am loving it. I'm loving the realness. I'm loving the depth of this play. Great. Any particular character uh, has has spoken out to you more than any other? The career woman, tired, who is doing everything for everybody else but herself. That is speaking to me right now. Great. I appreciate you, ladies. We want to make sure that if you had not heard about this play, The Kink in My Hair, we want to share with you to definitely go onto our site, loudmouthradio.com. We actually uh, covered this event um, as it was coming to actual debut in Atlanta. We were at the press conference. We were at the press conference the other day, and we spoke highly of how the anticipation of this play. Jazzy, what do you think so far? Well, I, I can think of you. I'm saying, oh, my God, yes. This is so great. I'll give her the back, really. <laughs> everybody about the simple black dress. Opportunity to speak and give his take on the show, and I'm going to let his interview be heard. Okay. Um, 
when I came, I didn't know what to expect, but it's really funny. It has a lot of uh, great stories, great actors, and I even found out that there was somebody in the audience, somebody actually in the play that I know. So. Oh, that's what's up. And so, from a male perspective, I've talked to quite a few women so far. From a male perspective, have you made a connection with any of the uh, characters thus far? Anybody stood out to you or connected to you any kind of way? I mean, I, I really could feel for every single character with the mother that lost her son, with the, you know, the uh, Caucasian lady got a black child. You know, it's just, it's really, uh, it's really easy to connect with, uh, with this place. Oh, that's great. Y'all just sit y'all sitting there like, yeah, man, I ain't making it up either. I mean, every word that I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you recommend somebody and other men to come out to see this place? Oh, yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's very cool. It's very funny. It's, um, it's targeted a lot towards uh, uh, black women, but um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Awesome. So, from your perspective, do you feel like this would be something intimidating for a male not at all. If you're comfortable with yourself as a man, you shouldn't be intimidated anyway. I mean, it's a Did y'all hear that? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, great black actor, strong actor, so great music, great singing, and it's funny. But I, I think any man will come and have a great time. I love it. I love it. Charles, thank you so much. And how did you find out about the play? Actually, my girlfriend told me about it because I was going to do something else. The one that refused to talk, one of to the left, and hold on out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. She was so nervous, she wouldn't come on. That's great. She gets the clothes because she brought you here. All right. Thanks, Charles. The hairdresser. So, uh, even more. I found out that this play was about hair. I knew I said, you can't get away from anything about hair at all. (laughs) That's cool. So, from from this perspective, does it give you more insight? I mean, you got a girlfriend that's a hairstylist. So, um, what you say is that far on the stage paper spectrum? Is it too far away from what hair salons are like? No, because it, it, in the same way, in a in a in a hair salon for women, the barbershop is the same way for men. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. We do it a little different. We don't go in as deep. You know, we may not get as personal. But, uh, tell me your stuff on the side. Yeah, but, but we, do, we do talk about uh, So you say you're a gal for third, but you ain't gonna tell what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a talk about car issues in the barbershop, isn't it? So the same way when a woman sits down in a hair salon and feels free enough to talk to her, her style, the same way we feel with our barbershop. So you know that mean girl, he come home with a nick in his hair. She was coming up for argument. You know what I'm saying? So happy. Oh, my she was God. She's a hoot. She was Okay, right. <laughs> but how awesome is that? Love, how Michelle, awesome is that male, male we'll sure perspective? We want to make sure you yeah. guys stay connected with us. So that was a, a great um, a great interview with a, a spectator that was in the audience. Like we said, his name was Charles, and he was really gracious. We appreciated him and his girlfriend for bringing him out. And he was very humble but very forthcoming about what his experience was and how much he would encourage, you know, guys as well as, you know, more women, you know, to come together and be able to to experience this. So I thought that that was a great um, segment that we definitely needed to allow the public to hear. And, um, and it was so much it was so much noise in the back because everybody this was during intermission and everybody was talking about it and laughing and talking about each character and 
talking about your character and, you know, the mom and, oh, my God, it was so real. And um, it, it just was so much going on so far. You know, I know it's a little bit difficult to hear, and we actually want to drop all of this where you can hear it a lot clearer, but we wanted to at least you being a cast member to hear what we got from some of the people, you know, after the fact or, you know, during and then afterwards we got a few more people talking about um, their experience. So just awesome. Well, I'll tell you, the noise didn't bother me because, darling, I will tell you, I have performed from New York to L.A. and to hear all the noise from the people who packed out that 2,750-seat Cobb Energy Center. Right, right. I mean, we didn't know what to expect. All we did as, as performers was indulge ourselves in the script and in rehearsals, and we prayed. We said, Lord, please let there be more than 50 people who come. And <laughs> we walked out there. Let me tell you, i got to tell you this. So opening night, we, of course, hadn't, we had no idea how many people were in the audience. Mm-hmm. And backstage, all the noise sounds muffled. So we walked out, and um, the poet from Canada, who drove down, uh, Trey's friend, she's warming up the audience, and we're like, are there any people out there? We had no idea. No one said anything to us. <laughs> and we come out for that opening number, and it's like, <laughs> it was just astounding, and I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the city of Atlanta and to people who drove from other cities and states. I had many people who came from Charlotte, North Carolina. Why? And y'all turned it out. Atlanta went in for the kink, and I just want to thank everyone who made the financial sacrifice, who made the yeah, sacrifice yeah. of time, who arranged childcare, who, you know, could have stayed at home, but they came out to support the show. People mm-hmm. who weren't feeling mm-hmm. well, who just wanted to be in support. I mean, you name it. I just personally want to say thank you. You all showed up and showed out. Let me tell you, I was so proud of Atlanta because I know we got the information late. And you know, you see how we do. Once we get something, boom, it's just all over to the point. People are like, could you not one more thing about this? We we got you. We got it. <laughs> so yeah. we didn't hear about it until late. Um, but it was so funny. In the week that we got the information, and we went in hard with advertising and promoting and going to other people's businesses, some of our media partners tuned in with us. And, you know, um, even one of the young ladies who won the ticket, she actually was one of the uh, one of our media partners allowed us to have the tickets at her space. And um, I think, Terry, I, I told you about her and her daughter coming over, and she was so mad. And I, had, I have to tell this story again. A little yeah. eight-year-old Zoe, I think Zoe is eight, cute as ever. And she might be older or younger. Please, Zoe, if you hear this, don't be mad at me. Um, but anyway, she, her mom won the ticket, and she ended up taking a friend. And her mom, who has been through many, many challenges, and for her to be able to bless her mother with that was just, it was great. So um, Zoe says, you know, I want to go to the play. 
and I felt well though. This was on Saturday because they were that they won the tickets. They picked them up on Saturday, and we gave them. They went to the Sunday show, and so Zoe said, "Well, mommy, I want to go to the play." And her mom said, "Well," um, and she was kind of hesitating. So I jumped in and said, "Well, Zoe, you know, you'll be able to go to this play. Let's say when you turn twelve." And she said, "But I want to go to the play now." <laughs> so her mom Cheryl says, "Well, this is not really a play." that you can go to right now is some grown-up stuff. And I said, baby, when you turn 12, it's going to be just like when you turn 16, you get your license. We're hoping that this play is going to be on tour for a very long time. And when you turn 12, we're hoping that you're going to be able to go to the play. So, you know, she's upset, and she's just not taking that, you know, answer. So she then looks at her mom and says, uh, well, her mommy says, you know, it's some things in there that are secret. So she says, well, Mommy, you said we don't keep secrets. So wow. I'm, I'm choking down a laugh like this kid is so smart. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so then she said, well, why does Grandma get to go to the play? <laughs> so her mom says. Why does Grandma well, get to go? Why does Grandma get to go? And so her mom says, well, Grandma is older. And so Grandma gets to go. And she says. No, Mommy, Grandma is old, and she doesn't need to hear grown-up things either. I almost wow. died. It was so hilarious. But it just made me say, look at how this play is already affecting people, even My down goodness. to a child who's saying, I should get to go see the kink in my hair. Yes. So that's the impact, and that's the hunger that was in the city of Atlanta. People wow. were hungry, hungry, hungry. And we've gotten so many phone calls. We got them on Facebook. We got them on Twitter of people who won tickets and people who we gave tickets out because Trey was so gracious and said, I want everybody to have an opportunity. As much as I can give away, I will give away. Um, you, yeah. know, you want to make money, but at the same time, you make money to, to give back. Right. So we were able to take her mission of giving out into the community while we were letting people know about the play. But the phone call, matter of fact, we have one young lady. She said, oh, my God, I'm going to miss this call because I don't get off until 9. I said, call in at 9.02 if you have an opportunity. But basically, <laughs> even if they don't get the opportunity, their voices were, thank you, thank you. We don't even know how to say thank you enough. We Jazzy, you did this. Sonny, you did. Oh, my God. It just kept going on and on for days of thanks of how much they have been changed and will look at things differently. Um, To hear that and to know that we were able to have a small, small part in helping you guys get the reception that you so rightly deserve, all I can say is I'm blessed. And also, let me piggyback on your comment just now about looking at things differently. You know, all Mm -hmm. of those um, different women that we saw, and there's so many more, there's hundreds or thousands more that Trey could write about, but, you Mm -hmm. know, where the young lady, the white girl who had a baby by a brother and her own father referred to her baby, you know, as the N-word. And yes. someone else who was overwhelmed by just the pressures of life and being pulled on, but 
no one sewing into her life as she was giving, and she slowly mm-hmm. commits suicide because she's tired mm-hmm. and wants to go to sleep. And yeah. there's another yeah. woman who is dealing with the reality of, you know, wanting to be a star and her mother loving her, but then her mother shying away because she realizes that she's going to go for the non-traditional way of love. And mm-hmm. someone else, you know, expressing their journey with being uh, beautifully coal black and told by mm-hmm. her mother that you're too mm-hmm. black to wear red right. or, right. you know, someone else dealing with the fact that they're only esteemed as a black woman because of their hair, the hair type, mm-hmm. good hair, good hair girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say that we as women have so many issues that we mm-hmm. deal with privately and personally that causes us to put up walls and barricades. And if we just take a little more time Mm -hmm. to really see into the heart of the person we are talking to as opposed to saying, "Mm, she's just nasty, she's got a bad attitude, but actually look to see the inner woman past the outer veneer. You know, we'll Mm -hmm. find that we are so connected on so many levels. You know, and I'm so straight up and honest. There have been times that life has gotten to me, Jazzy, to the degree that I said, you know, I just want to go to sleep. And yes, been there. Been there. Listen, and I'll tell you, the one thing that has kept me is being, you know, a divorced woman and a single parent and not having anybody else to raise my daughter. But even Mother's Day, I think I was telling you, Mother's Day, I wanted to go to sleep mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not come back, you know, just yeah. burdened. And, you know, my extended family are all Lumbee Indians. And so mm-hmm. I was raised with the notion and the idea that really dark-skinned black people were mean hateful, mm. don't bring them home, don't befriend them, don't marry one, definitely don't be in a relationship wow. with one. And, mm-hmm. you know, just all of those things. So people would always ask me, why do you just like light-skinned guys? I was raised that way. Now it's right. different now, because I got a chocolate brother with two big old dimples that yes. is treating me like a queen. <laughs> oh, my God. And a Darling. That's Now, my goodness, now I understand the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. Yes, yes. ma'am. <laughs> but look, it took me all this time in my life to realize that on my own based on the notions that were handed down to me generationally, you know? And so when when we just really sincerely come to each other in truth and openness and honesty, we can actually be um, a conduit of healing and of love and openness and create a stronger bond across all the lines, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian. As women, we still share the same thing because our hearts still feel the same emotions regardless of what our color lines and our our, um, racial 
barriers are. You know, we yes, have the same heart. We experience the same things with our children, with our husbands, with coworkers, with family. Mm-hmm. There really mm-hmm. is no different except for the color of our skin, and that is so true. Yeah. Oh my God. You, I mean, and what else do we need to say? <laughs> it's so true. Um, I wanted this quickly because I know um, our time is winding up, but I cannot go off this show, um, and I don't know, Sunny may have some other things that she wants to share with us, but Judah, that precious gift (laughs) that you bore, oh, to the MG, I love that baby. She's not a baby, but when I saw her, oh, she is the she is the theater baby. How about that? <laughs> she well, I am I told so you. blessed. Oh. Everywhere I take this child, people want to steal her from me. Oh my God! Everywhere. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to interview anybody else. I don't want to talk to anybody else. I don't want to do this after party. <laughs> I just want to hook up. We're gonna go get strawberry shakes, and we're just gonna <laughs> kick it. She was and is adorable. She is beautiful. I mean, just, and she said nothing. She ended up hugging me and we said hi. But yeah. the, 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 what I'm saying by that is her beauty and her energy. And I think you said it the other day, her melody is hers. Yeah. I thought that was just, just phenomenal. But she is the epitome of poise and beauty. Nothing. And you could see her strength. You could see mm-hmm. her innocence. Oh, baby, and she's a fashion, fashionista to the a heel. fashionista, yes, ma'am. The heel. I posted her picture. She got so many likes, so many hits. I was like, she is the star of the show. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Oh, my gosh. She is really a gift, and I tell people all of the time, you know, I gained 83 pounds with her. This girl was almost 10 pounds when she came out. And she was still five days five days late. She was loving the fried chicken and banana pudding that I was, <laughs> that I was feeding her. But, you know, with everything I've been through in my lifetime, and Lord knows I have been through some stuff, she is the easiest thing I've had to do. And I listen to a lot of moms who are going through being single parents, Mm-hmm. And now, you know, post-divorce and everything, still being a single parent to this child is the easiest thing I've ever had to endure in my life. I'm dealing with a whole lot of other stuff, but <laughs> she makes my life worth living, sincerely. And uh, I was telling somebody earlier today, I said, you know, she is custom-made for me because as an artist, we all have our own kind of craziness. Right. You know, right. artists, right. Are, we, 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 we're a little touch now. We are because of our <laughs> artistry and our creativity. You know, we, we're, we're, we got our mind, own yes. little brand of crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she is like water. She just flows with me. And she's only 11 years old. My and goodness. she has been flowing with me from day one, and she's easy, and, you know, when mommy has to 
forego taking her to the park because I've got an audition. Or mm-hmm. I can't watch the movie with her because I've got to study lines. Or mm-hmm. I can't um, go to the PTA meeting because i got to learn a song for tomorrow. She's just like, okay, Mommy, well, go, go, go. There will be another time. Now, I do spend mm-hmm. time with her. But right. I make sure that I hit all the important stuff. But she is my biggest cheerleader, and was she's always so proud of me. And she is as sweet as she is beautiful. She is not a moment's yes, trouble. And Aww. I raised her so that when she was younger, because you know kids are still kids now. I didn't have to get on her right. about mixing uh, ketchup and mayonnaise together on her plate at the closing night party and eating it with her finger in public. I'm like, girl, if I ever see you do that again. <laughs> you know, I'm not happy to remember she's still 11. Oh, but my um, she is a heavenly and divine gift, beautifully and crafted just for me. Oh, my goodness. And for me, and for Trey, and for Terry uh, Devon, (laughs) and for Angie, and for everybody that loves her. In fact, we we pulled her, I think, opening night. She saw Trey walking ahead of us. And she said, There's Miss Trey. There's Miss Trey. And I said, Well, do you want to get out the car and go jump in, uh, walk in the uh, uh, theater with her before you go in with mommy? She said, Yes. And she dissed me. She loved me to go with Miss Trey. She's truly 11. She is truly, Mommy, I like you. You're good and all, but your Mommy, I will holler at you later. Yeah, I'll holler back. <laughs> love it. Love her. I, I look forward to great things, hearing about her. We will not let you um, rest one single second without keeping in touch and knowing your progressions. What's on the next agenda for you? I know you have some up, upcoming things. I do. Tomorrow, actually, I go to rehearsal for another play called One in the Spirit, and okay. it's going to be for the Atlanta Black Theater Festival. Nice. I have to give the na- yes, I have to give you the name of the theater. I cannot remember, but it's a new facility. You know, I'm new to Atlanta still, so I'm just, okay. people tell me to show up, and I put it in my GPS, and I go. So I don't know it's all okay. the names you can of the theater. You can post it, and we will repost it on our links. Awesome. So I'm doing that on October 5th, and okay. then on October 26th, I'm invited to come to Niagara Falls, Canada, to teach a two-day acting workshop. To, uh, wow. to young people, and I've been doing that for the past few years. I've been going to Toronto. This will be my first time in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the day, the morning I get back, I start rehearsals that night at the Aurora Theater in Lawrenceville, Georgia, for the Christmas Canteen. And that show will go up at the top of December and run through the 22nd of December. Wow. So I'll be working straight through from August, I'm sorry, October 29th through December 22nd. And then I'll take a little break for the holidays, and then um, I'll let God tell me what's cooking for January. But it Yeah, is... we'll be ready for the kink in my hair tour by January. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, I will say that it's been, um, you know, a wonderful journey 
this first year in Atlanta, I've been wanting to get here to take my career to the next level. Oh, I think at the top of the year, a movie will be coming out that is produced by and also stars Monique and Isaiah Washington called Blackbird. And I had a cameo role in that as the preacher's wife. Wonderful, Miss Yeah, it's coming out at the top of the year. And, uh, you know, I really moved to Atlanta because I'm a native New Yorker. I've lived in L.A. I've sung Mm -hmm. abroad for big band orchestras and jazz clubs, and I do motivational speaking. But Atlanta really offers everything as far as big city living and Southern Comfort. And so that's yes. why I'm here to do more TV and film and theater and call this my home and um, and really be proud to be a Georgia peach. I'm not a native of Georgia, but right. I feel like I am, and everyone is just embracing me so beautifully. Oh, and we love you, too. You sound like my aunt just said when I go to New York. She said, Georgia Peach, the Georgia Peach in town. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful city. I love it here. And it feels so good to finally wake up in a city that I'm happy to be in every day, you know? Yeah. Well, Terry, thank you. I mean, words can't express enough. Um, you you were saying thank you to us, and we definitely are saying thank you right back because, again, we can't have a show without guests. We can't have guests on the show that listeners are not listening to and taking interest in. So we really, truly appreciate you taking the time and, and allowing us to hear another voice, another opinion from one of the cast of The Kink in My Hair uh, anytime you're doing something, you want to talk about it, you can, you know, hit us up and say, hey, ladies, can I come on the show and talk about it? We will welcome you. And we will have um, my superstar, Judah, on next month on our kids' show, which I'm excited oh, yeah. about. So we'll get to have you and her back on, um, and we will post those dates upcoming. We're getting ready to go right into the One Music Fest, so we'll be blasting all of that out. But we really, really appreciate you tremendously for coming on um, and spending time with us tonight. I tell you, you know, kindred spirits always find each other. And I thank you so much for opening your hearts and your arms and your love and your minds to me. This is just extraordinary. And I cannot say thank you enough, both of you. Thank you so much. We enjoyed you, Terry. Definitely. Oh, I enjoyed you too. <laughs> <laughs> that's success, Woody. We know you're gonna. We know you're gonna conquer it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. And thank you, listeners, as well. Those of you who came to the show, and for the rest of you who didn't, you know, just keep us up in prayer because hopefully, if you don't come to, if you're not able to come to us. You know, on yeah. tour, we'll get to come to you. And that is the big objective here right now. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Terry, how can they get in touch with you um, to, to find out what you're doing? What are, you, what are all of your handles? Uh, well, let's see. I am building a new website right now, but that will be terryhenry.com once it's complete. And um, I'm on Facebook under Terry Denise Henry, T-E-R-R-Y, 
D-E-N-I-S-E, Henry. And if they can't find me there, then, of course, they can go onto your Facebook page and friend me that way. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, once again, once I know the name of the theater that I'll be at for next month, uh, once we do the interview next month, I'll be able to share more info on that as well. Wonderful. Again, listeners, you have been listening to Terry Henry of the play The Kink in My Hair, who was just a phenomenal um, and instrumental part of that show. We really hope that you had an opportunity to listen to us live, but if you did not, you know the drill. You always can go and find us um, and archive us. We are on Stitcher Radio, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R Radio. You can download that app on your phone, your iPads, and once you download it, you go in, put us in your favorites, which is Loudmouth with 2DsRadio.com, and you will be able to to listen to us all of the time. Anytime you want to archive a show. We're going to say too. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, we have a really great site. Um, we've been able to put up our blog, and you can go in and see all of our pictures and find out where we are and what we're doing. You're able to see also we have, and I know Sunny's going to let you know about our ads, um, for special events as well as our, our media partner ads that we have on our regular broadcast um, shows. So I'll be quiet. Guys, thank you so much for listening to my voice all night long, and I will okay. see you next time, and we're going to leave you with Sunny. Thank you. <laughs> well, you connect with us uh, Monday through Friday at Loudmouth Multimedia Offices at 706. 706- Three six three three eight nine five, and once again visit us online at Loudmouth Radio. That's with two D's. Loudmouthradio.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loudmouth, as well as on Facebook at Loudmouth Online. And this broadcast itself has been an honor uh, being able to share this information with the public as usual. And if you would like to know more about the actual play, we encourage you to go to the Kink in My Hair. Dot com, and you'll be able to see and, and, and find out more of the history of the play and all the things that's coming up and find out what Trey Anthony has up her sleeve. I want to thank our, our guest tonight, Ms. Terry Henry, for uh, joining us tonight on Loudmouth Radio. It's been an honor. Our listeners that have been listening in faithfully, uh, we appreciate you, as always. And if you have a business or some type of organization, event, or something like that that you would like to place out there, make sure you connect with us. Once again, at allow my multimedia offices Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and from 10, p- 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Fridays. And we want to thank you guys for listening to this show. You, like Jazzy said, you can archive it at loudmouthradio.com, also on Stitcher Radio. And we're always at blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this evening and uh, allow our music to carry us out, and we hope that you have a blessed evening tonight. Thank you.